Let me just welcome my guest in, Philip Watkins, naturopath. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sadia. Happy 2024. Thank you so much. Always lovely to see you. And um, I heard that you've just come back from Melbourne. I have. Yes, a few days ago. ago. So uh, fresh air and good food. Good. Um, A little too much of it. So I'm in in the resolution boat with everyone else. I know. We were just talking about New Year's (laughs) resolutions. I think it's funny, isn't it? Just how much diet and health is always on the top list of those resolutions, isn't it? it? It's pretty remarkable. And actually, to you know get a sense of it the 50 percent of people are looking for improved fitness in january um <laughs> and that, that's a lot of people yeah. and it, yeah. it's it, it kind of then also morphs into different elements but surprisingly this year uh from a survey in forbes th- uh, one in three people are looking for better mental health mm this year which mm. is an interesting one because I, I guess an we, important thing well it is isn't it yeah. i think it's part of the low-hanging fruit we're looking to talk about today and that you know is trying to define some of these things but um yeah if you're I'm, I'm interested to know what some of the listeners are thinking around their their own goals but um it there's a lot of different kind of uh, more i guess uh unusual goals or what you'd at least consider obviously people want to be fitter and healthier but mm-hmm. um but the mental health is really starting to shine through for for people and what they what they're looking for in the new year i think um what the great thing is is the the acknowledgement of the fact that mental health is something that you need yeah, to I, I felt that just as well, like right? just like anything else mm. that you know it's just something that is always kind of brushed under the carpet isn't it it is and i i I, to build on that, I think having an aspiration for mental health is also, it, it's really has changed quite a lot, hasn't it? I think one of the, if there was a benefit to COVID was the, the focus on that, but also allowing people to maybe express it mm. a little more openly, mm-hmm. that it was something that they're aspiring to or, or needed help with. So if you're one of those one in three people, um, there are some really interesting things you can do to try and help you. Uh, one of those is to get a blood test <laughs> and have a look at some of the things we've talked about on the show before and looking at you know your vitamin D levels, which play a huge part of your in your brain, but also looking at your blood sugar levels as well. A lot of people don't know that uh, Alzheimer's is also called diabetes type 3. Mm. And uh, it's very well classified now and it's uh, largely agreed upon, which I, I think is uh, in the science lines land landscapes largely agreed upon is generally what you're going to, you know, the best you can get. So Mm. having a look and talking to someone about some of these things can be really good. But obviously the main thing is to try and find someone you can talk to who can help you define some of these goals Mm. uh, and be maybe a little bit more precise when it comes to what improving mental health really means. So the blood test, I mean, you know, I suppose with blood tests, we always think that you'll find out physical things that are going on like you said the blood sugar or anything like that but you know anything that is revealing about your own mental stability or or something that that, you know something chemical that's evident there that shows you that there is some sort of an imbalance does that come through in these kind of blood tests it depends really who you see and and the context of which they're they're looking at the blood tests i think one of the the key things that we're finding is that uh, and we'll use the aging population i guess as an example is that you know we're looking at doubling our almost doubling our aging population over the next 20 to 20 to 30 years and the idea with that is that preventative 
measures you know through the bloods can often be really beneficial for example if your uh, blood sugar markers so your fasting glucose or your hba1c which is a, a deeper kind of diabetic marker are starting to trend higher mm. you have then a little bit more agency to go and maybe do something about it before you're in that kind of yeah. uh, that parameter of diagnosis if that makes sense and and you know, from there you have a lot more agency to then see the effects of that in a sense so for example what are people looking for when they want to be healthier maybe they're looking for more energy uh, maybe the mental health goal is to have better cognition or you know for more i guess scientific way of saying it is better executive functions so mm. you know starting and finishing things saying yes or no to things mm. um, and that can all come from from having positive blood sugar yeah, and, and, yeah. and managing these things which in turn you can find out from from that blood test i always feel like i'm a bit of a broken record when no. I come on here I'm saying check your vitamin D and get a blood test but uh, <laughs> but it uh, really is it, it can be remarkable you're absolutely right I think the last time I saw you soon after that I think I sent you a message to say that I you know I was told by my doctor that look you're getting close to, I do to being diabetic <laughs> I do remember that. because it's in the it's in the family and so uh, suddenly you know I stopped all sorts of things I was exercising and I managed to lose some weight and actually you were just talking about this whole thing about having more energy and seriously I because I've done all of that I do feel better and I have more energy and I am feeling much more healthy but I haven't gone for that blood test I'm going to wait another month or so sure before I you know, can reach my target of what I wanted to get to to see what the results are but it physically it makes a big difference doesn't it, it? it's a fantastic case in point because I think what what you've just described there is kind of focusing on one thing mm. and trying to remediate that one thing and seeing that then kind of ripple out to, to other areas mm. of your life. And I think if there was a more practical tip that I would have for people in January of every year, mm. um, it would be to start something very simple and to just focus on one thing and, and really try your best at that. Mm. And you may actually find that you get bigger benefits than you could ever have imagined. And, and that can be you know, very fulfilling, but mm. also can be very empowering to, you know, to know that you have that level of agency as well. Mm. And it doesn't have to be this sophisticated strategy towards you know, health domination, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. it is a, a, maybe a type A way of of looking at it it can just be you know going for a walk Realistic around the block things, you know like right. you said just focusing on fruits and vegetables as we've touched on other segments yeah. but also you know to another point is just getting some data around what what all of these you know where things are at in reality and there are so many things i mean just if you go through netflix and stuff there are so many programs there are so many health programs i mean sometimes you get a bit bombarded by them Indeed. and you just think oh my god one person saying here that i shouldn't be eating this another <laughs> one saying no avoid that so it's a bit crazy isn't it because we're suddenly we're, we get so much from the media now with social media there's all sorts of things people send to you and say no eat a spoon of chia beans <laughs> eat chia you know seeds and and eat this eat that and you just think, oh my goodness, what do I do? Like, you know. I think this is where I always like to start off with the blood test because I think one of the key things, you know, talking about the low hanging fruit is that oftentimes if something comes up in the blood, it's you can do something about it. And so, for example, uh, you know, vitamin D for your immune system, vitamin D for inflammation, vitamin D for you know, largely a lot of things can mm. can really help. And if depending on your age as well, it can be very much preventative for some of the you know things like osteoporosis, osteopenia. But then, 
if you don't have anything in your blood test, then you know that, okay, I can get a little bit more personalized. I can start thinking about what I'm eating in general or you know, fill in the blank really, whether that's exercise. I think one of the cool things that after a year, you know, I think almost two decades now of, you know, seeing all of these social media bits and, and being involved in the industry, there, there are some universal themes with which we can rely upon. For example, exercise is now considered almost five times as effective as any medication. Okay. So it doesn't matter what you really, it doesn't matter what your goal might be, whether that's mental health or body composition, weight management, whatever it is, if you can walk around the block you know, and you haven't started doing anything, then doing some form of exercise will have uh, quite an extraordinary yeah. effect and yeah. will do so no matter who you That's are, what age, then. right? Yeah. And and unanimous is a, I love that. It's a perfect word, you mm. know, and I think from a dietary point of view, it, you know, fiber, you know, fruits mm. and vegetables, um, yeah. you know, five serves a day. It hasn't changed since the seventies. And I think if you haven't necessarily reached that point in your daily diet, then, plant-based, paleo, um, you know, pegan, doesn't matter yeah, <laughs> where you're yeah, going with yeah. it. If you're not hitting that mark, it doesn't necessarily matter what, you know, what the um, football shirt your diet wears. Mm. It, it's, you know, necessary. You have to kind of hit those markers. And if you do, then your all-cause mortality and most likely energy, all of these other things that you're looking to get are probably going to fall into place for yeah. you. And I think, you know, is although it seems like a very simple thing to do, you just think, okay, listen, you need to be eating more fruit and veg. But it's amazing just how sometimes people can see it as a real chore. You know, honestly, this is what I find. And, and I understand that too, because it actually does take a little bit of an effort to do. Um, you know, sometimes you may have an apple sitting there, um, but you won't you won't go and pick it up and eat it. Um, there is more likelihood of you having a good plate of food if it fruit if it's cut up and put in front of you <laughs> like a toddler, it's, right? It's, yeah. it's awful, isn't it? But, <laughs> no, no, but it, that that's but the way I started exactly, with myself. Yeah, this is exactly what we and we have got a habit. My husband and myself that every evening after dinner, after a little while, we I cut a big plate. I have a big plate of fruit and I awesome. bring it in front of us, and we both have to try and get through that. And if we don't finish it, we use it in the morning sure. at breakfast time. That's great. But it, it, but it is a physical thing. Like, you know, if you've picked up a pomegranate or if you've picked up something, it is an effort to do it. You have to take out that time to do it. You do. And I, I think there's two, there's two things there. I think the one the the simple things are often the hardest and mm. I, I think there's a maybe an element of human nature maybe uh, in the modern world as well where if it's not shiny and sophisticated mm. and complex and and you know has a you know some or form if it's of not branding in bottle, yeah you yeah, know it, or a it doesn't it's just I, easier I, it, isn't it, it seems more benign but it uh, but I, I think the other uh, one of the other kind of big quotes that I often bring out in the clinic in January uh, as opposed to more other months is, you know, people overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year. Mm. And if you're able to eat that plate of fruit every day, you know, for, for 365 days, the effects are going to be way more. You will uh, see the difference. Right. And yeah. But I think it just won't be as intense or as, you know, um, uh, um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Just instant. Yeah, instant yeah. or extraordinary. Yeah. You know, it, it, and I think, I think that's our problem. That's half the problem we have in that we expect a, a change to happen within two days or three days. It's, it's actually, interestingly, I guess, one of the, 
the things has come out from a resolution point of view, though, is that action-oriented goals as opposed to restriction are more often more successful um, mm. by a range of about 20%. Okay. So 40% uh, success when it comes to restricting yourself, 60% more success uh, when you're actually looking to create or do something in the affirmative, if you like. So, yeah. you know, cutting that plate of fruit, for example, is an action-oriented goal yeah. and doing things like that as opposed to saying, I'm not going to drink, um, for example, um, you know, seem to be more successful. So if that can help people, trying to, you know, like you said, if I want to exercise more, I want to improve my fitness, then you know, doing something can actually you know, put you in a better place to succeed. Yeah, it's just, I suppose, setting yourself those little goals and making sure. We were talking about that earlier on, that just mm. some milestone or something, you just, it's like physically being there at least, doing right. it, and then, then it'll follow on from uh, there. I guess clinically as well, that you can see this in different, in different ways but I, one of the things that I see maybe as a common denominator of, of success especially with things like diet and lifestyle and natural medicine is very the same very similar excuse me in that it takes a longer time to see the result yeah. um, the you really do need to see some level of positive feedback from what you're doing. Mm. So it's important then to get, if you do something action-oriented, you've got a better chance of seeing that feedback faster, which can then kind of be a little bit, you know, be a little bit more buoyant, give mm. you some buoyancy if you mm. like, mm. when it comes to you know doing that for the time required to really see the big effects. Okay. So the there can be a lot there, I think, but you know all the things that we're talking about really come down to just keeping it simple but mm. also just trying to be consistent and making it as easy as possible. Yeah. And that's, I think, the big one. And I love your plate of fruit. I, I think that's, for a lot of people, especially in Hong Kong, after the results of the 2014 Hong Kong diet study, where I think the average you know, consumption of fruits and vegetables is around one to two units. It, you know, that's, yeah. that's even below and 50%. And there is so right? much. There is such an abundance of fruit and veg. The other thing is, it's like, you know, I always, when I'm cooking or when I'm doing a salad or something, it's the colour. I try and bring lots and lots of colour that, into yeah, it. Yeah. That, you know, you've got avocados, you've got, or just throw oranges into your salad, throw everything, but, and berries and, and stuff like that, just so you have an abundance of colour, because I think the colour makes a big difference to it you. Really it really is. It's a great point because the, the colours are actually representative of the active ingredients that are going to help you. So, for example, the deeper kind of purples mm. and in your berries uh, have represent the polyphenol count, mm. and their polyphenols are now. I mean, gosh, they're being researched for pretty much everything, you know, from brain health through to um, you know different levels of mortality. So, you know, the all of those different colours all represent something positive for you. So, um, if you can get that rainbow effect going yeah, through what yeah. you're eating, once again, super simple, right? It doesn't have to be. You don't have to sign up to a course. You don't have to, you know, do it's all. Of these things, out there, it can, it's, I think there's an intention there. I think it's about getting out there. I mean, if people have helpers um, and they get the shopping done and things like that, then at least you know that somebody can go and do that shopping exactly for you. Right. But sometimes the reason we may procrastinate is because we, oh, do you know, I don't have the time to go and buy mm, all those yeah. things. So it's like finding an easy way of doing those things 
for yourself and obviously if you've got a helper then they can cut the fruit for Indeed. you they yeah. can do that exactly so the, i don't have one so. <laughs> that's okay i mean look it seems like you've got the intention there already <laughs> but uh, to your point though you know i think we often look for reasons why something can't work mm. and um mm. unfortunately we often look for those reasons may actually be outside of ourselves yeah. and um you know i think sometimes this can be a little divisive with with my patients but sometimes you really just genuinely have to ask if you're trying your best if something's yeah. not working out yeah. Yeah. but uh take some solace in the fact that the 1st of June is often the next round of resolutions. So you can, uh, I think they call it a New Year's resolution recommitment day. <laughs> so June, if, right? okay. if you get to mid-February where classically the resolutions start to fizzle out, okay. the 1st of June is your okay. day to recommit. I think recommit. we should promote that actually. <laughs> I mean, that's so important to know that, that if you failed or you didn't get that far, you can get back up. You can get back up. That's right. So, okay, last, we've got about a minute or so left. Just last um, top tips from you in terms of if somebody's thinking of doing something, what's the best thing? Just start. The, do, do something that is so easy that you don't have to think about it. Um, once again, I've... Uh, I was talking to a family member in, in Melbourne who has a really, really big garden and uh, it looks like around about 150 oh, metres in length, lovely. so one of those gardens. Gosh. And uh, it's very, it's very uh, it's a big contrast to our lives yeah. here. Um, but I said, you know, can you walk up and down the garden once? Uh-huh. And she's like, well, you know, what do you mean? Yeah. And I'm like, just go and walk up, you know, get actually do it with the idea that it's exercise yeah. and it can be that simple and mm. just try and do that you can walk in your, in your flat i mean it might right. be a short distance but just after dinner just walk for 10 minutes and it's actually the mentality and the intention that you have behind it so yeah. it, it doesn't have to be too much can you go and put an apple into four and see how much you can eat of it oh, there you go it's as simple as that philip Thank you so much. I Thanks mean, again. lots there and here. lots of things that we need to think about, but all absolutely vital stuff. So thank you very much. Till the next time. Thank Until you. Then.